0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> RPG fans, welcome to episode 16 of the Switch RPG podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by my
1: partner in crime, Gio. Hey, what's up? What's man? going on? How you how how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I was trying to give you like a spiffy title again, like I did last time with Master of Mischief, and nothing
1: came to That's mind. That's okay. So it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. I'll uh, well, power of showbiz. We'll, we'll discuss later. We'll discuss. That.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, this is the official podcast coming to you from SwitchRPG.com that brings you all the exciting news, upcoming game releases, and the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. After we cover all that jazz, we then read your questions on air and try to answer them if we are even able to. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can do one of a couple different things. First off, you can use our spiffy email address, which is podcast at switchrpg.com. Or you can dive into our Discord server and post in our podcast channel. That Discord is discord.switchrpg.com. At the end of the day, we hope you know we want to hear from you. Geo. before we dive into some news, we got some housekeeping to take care of. we like first like of, a clean house here. we like a clean house, so definitely don't look in my room behind me right now. <laughs> anyway, it came to my attention. Geo. you brought this to my attention before we started recording that for an entire month, from the mid-June to mid-July, we hyped up this thing called the RPG World Cup 2018. Mm-hmm. We hyped it up. Every podcast episode, we gave you updates, we gave you updates, we gave you updates. We got thrown off last week, had to record early, and I forgot that we have not officially announced the winner of the RPG World Cup 2018. So we said, I mean, it was, it was pretty right. much in the books last mm-hmm. week final fantasy Se- but secret
1: of mono just came no.
0: no 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 there was no like nobody had to abdicate a win okay. so secret of mana did not come back oh but final fantasy the series did win the rpg world cup 2018 so hats off to that wasn't a huge surprise if you looked at the numbers uh but still very impressive it smothered pokemon mm-hmm. In a way that nobody else had up to that point, Pokemon had just buried people and then hit the big boy. The big boy. So, uh,
1: any surprise there from you? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I, I yeah. Duh, Final Fantasy is just a. Uh, it's just. It's got so many games, and they're all they're all mixed matched type of games like there's not one of them I mean there are some of the, the similar type but they're all different kind of games so they are um running into something like that it's just kind of unfair now we also did discuss you know possible changes for upcoming uh tournaments um one of which uh was being you know individual indiv- individual titles like say Final Fantasy 10 or Final Fantasy 3 6 I don't know what you guys calling it nowadays um, but, you know, thing, things like that. So individual games within series. Um, and we had some other ideas. I don't know if you wanted to kind of maybe take the rein on that.
0: Yeah. So we're thinking um, for a tournament upcoming soon that we might get actually very specific and maybe talk about main, like have uh, uh, a tournament dedicated to main protagonists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gio, you even brought up before the episode, maybe like a, a tournament for support characters uh, but the whole goal is just to make Make it a little bit more fair Because we we do realize that Putting poor little Chrono Trigger up <laughs> against The entirety of the Final Fantasy series uh, it, it is a bit of a David versus Goliath Now, gotta hand it to Chrono Trigger now Out of, I believe It was 18 single games It lasted till I believe, like the final four So Chrono Trigger held its ground uh, But i i I would be interested to see what chrono trigger does up against a single final fantasy game and a single dragon quest game and secret of mana you know
1: so annihilation right there yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so so uh we will make some tweaks in the future we we got a a ton of feedback we had people already asking like when's the next tournament what are we going to do for it and and offering suggestions um and, and a lot of cool stuff like that so thank you everybody for um uh, for voting and for being a part of that that was a, a fun month for us uh we would like to once again thank age of boredom for uh ma- making the suggestion mm-hmm. he said that he ripped it off of a radio show but hey you know he gave it to us and then we did what we did with That's it right. so we appreciate it um s- last piece of housekeeping it's an important one ladies and gentlemen i'd like to take a moment to honor a fallen, a fallen ally of mine. And that is the word SNES. (laughs) For anyone who is listening for the first time, and you weren't able to go back and listen to last week's episode, I said something that I now regret. (laughs) And, uh, Something that I can't take back, but I will have to live with for the rest of my life. And that's that I, on air, called the, Sno- the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. I called it the SNES. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of my age, because of my lack of respect, <laughs> because of my region. I don't know what it is. But anyway, the great video game journalist, Gio Pimento, took a time out and said, What are you doing? <laughs> and then... It wasn't just me. To add insult to injury, once the thing made it to the internet waves, the internet spoke and said, what are you doing? So here I am today. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Here I am today, but a humble, humble, semi-innocent man. You're SNES free. I would like to extend my deepest apologies for all of you Super Nintendo Entertainment System fans out there grew up with it who hold it dear to your heart i hold it dear to mine so from now on i will be referring to it as the snes or super nes i know you want super nes but i'm not giving you that because you <laughs> called me out so you're getting snes and you're
1: gonna deal uh, with that's it. fine i i'd rather i'd rather have that than this the silly snotty thing you call the snes <laughs> the, SNES. the SNES monster I don't want to deal with it sounds
0: that. like you're it sounds like you're mispronouncing uh the earthbound
1: character. yeah I, I don't want to hear it anymore and you're not you're not the only one who does it and I know it's it's kind of uh I don't even know if it's a popular thing I have no idea where where its origins are from it just sounds gross it doesn't sound right to me you know super NES <laughs> I got the worst case of SNES possible. yeah it just doesn't it just sounds disgusting and it's my my all time favorite console, and to just call it a SNES seems degrading. I don't. I don't like it. I just don't like it.
0: Now, um, so is it your all time favorite console just because of like memories you got tied to it? Because it didn't really have that good of a game library. Um, you my- <laughs> just get. I'm kidding. I just get it. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It probably anyway, has the yeah, best. So, uh, yeah, huh, I, can't even, I can't. deal with this. It it's not as good as the N64. Oh, gross. So gross. The <laughs> N64. Kidding. Once again, I'm kidding. N64 has like ten games. Buttons. I know how to push these buttons. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so. So there we go. The SNES from now on. That's what. That's what I'm going to be calling Let's, it. I'm going to get. I'm going to get a. Uh, I'm going to get a shirt that says "recovering uh, SNES user." <laughs> Oh. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into this week's news. Uh, first off, uh, we've got—it's not really news, but it's—it's it's a neat little thing—a um, l- a little bit of Octopath Traveler update. We're the first couple of stories here are going to be Octopath Traveler. The game is still roaring strong, so yeah. you know we're not going to devote another entire episode to it, but you will be getting some Octopath updates here and there. Um, so first up, we've got a tweet from Nintendo Everything and a subsequent. A little article that mainly just posts, uh, posted a video from the developers. It was a developer interview, and uh, so we want to encourage you guys to go watch that video. Once again, that's from Nintendo Everything, um, and it's just uh, Masashi Takahashi and director uh, Keisuke uh, Miyashi. and they chat about the Switch RPG. And uh, they said, uh, the "Nintendo." Everything breaks down that they they talk about the lessons learned from Bravely Default, the art style, and a lot more. So you guys should go check out the interview. It's about five minutes long, so it's it's an easy yeah. Watch. They, like I said, um, like
1: you would mention, they speak about the lessons learned from uh, the Bravely series, the the, the uh-huh. two games that they made there. So yeah, really cool.
0: I think I think once again because we, we we touched on this last week it's just it's cool to see this team because they're so open and they're so personable mm-hmm. they're obviously fans of the genre they're fans of these classic games and they seem very very proud by the thing that they put together so yeah. that's really and neat they should be
1: like you said they're, they're very transparent they everything's out in the open um, so yeah hats off to them. Very, and hats off to them. Very, yeah, very successful, by the way. Uh,
0: exactly, which is what we're, we're talking about now from Nintendo Wire. Uh, we've got a story that says that Octopath Traveler has sold out again in Japan. This uh, emphasis on again, because I think we touched on it last hmm. week. The initial shipment in, in Japan uh, was completely sold out. It was obviously, uh, you know, they just did not ship enough units, so they issued an apology and shipped out more units, which were, it was the second shipment, and copies were sold out in a matter of hours. So, this thing is selling, and Square Enix had to issue another apology about the the availability, and, uh, you know, they admit that they underestimated the demand of the game, uh, because it's also very difficult. To find over here, um, a sort of companion story from gearnuke.com is that it's already the best selling third party Nintendo Switch game in 2018 on Amazon. Um, I believe that's behind, that is behind, I can't remember. Can't be I, I believe, mm,
1: I think it was oh, Mario Rabbids.
0: Mario Rabbids. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Mario Rabbits, and I can't think of the other thing. Uh, but as far as third party goes, it is it is number one. So that that's pretty cool because I mean it had only been out a week before before it hit there. It's charting really well right. on on sales. It seems to. be. I really want to see what the uh, final
1: numbers are yeah. on these, and the fact that they they they're running out of these is gonna hurt them, I would think in the long run
0: i don't know i don't know because i mean if you think bad. i mean the switch also kind of did this yeah uh because not not sure about what the demand was going to be coming out of wii u uh i think they they, sh- they short shipped units it was hard to find the Wii. The, not the the it was hard to find the switch for a long yeah. time uh it hasn't seemed to hurt the switch now what <laughs> i don't know Is it's 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 weird because like i said last week that the thing that will never run out of units will be the e shop. Yeah. So if anything, it may just force people to buy it digitally, and then maybe buy it mm. again physically. I don't know if there are other people that were going to do that. I don't know if there are, mm. or I don't know if they'll just they'll just stay away. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I think that. I mean, you said it might hurt them. I I don't think it's helping. No, but um, but I mean, you know. One of the laws of economics is that, you know, scarcity breeds, you know, hey, like, you yeah. gotta have it. You yeah. Know? So. I
1: forgot where I read it too, but um they said that they had sold in Japan, they had sold ninety percent of whatever they made. So they they only have ten percent left of whatever stock and they're trying to split it between a lot of people here that still want this mm-hmm. game. So hats off, man. This this game is doing really well. Um I don't know where you're at with it, how you how you're feeling about the game. I mean, I find myself just, all right. I'm just gonna do this one thing, and then I'm just gonna do this one thing, and then I'm, and and I'm playing it, and it's like, <laughs> where, where does the time go? Um. So I kind of, I mean, there are some repetitive parts of it. It's a turn-based game. That's gonna happen, you know. But uh, I still find myself playing and playing and playing and playing. So. It's, it's very cool.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm really high on the game. Uh, in fact, my best friend in real life just picked it up uh, yesterday. Yesterday, he was over at my house. So that it would have been Sunday, recording on Monday. Uh, and he was like, hey, look, dude, I, I've got my Switch. All right, not I've got my Switch, but I've got Octopath on my Switch. And he's like, I haven't jumped into it yet. But then whenever he went home, he texted me like six hours later and said that he'd started and he couldn't put it yeah. down. And so I'm sure that he played late into the night last night, um, and I bet I bet he's at it again tonight. So uh, I, I love I love that a lot of people are positive mm-hmm. on it. I've talked about this before. I like to be in the middle of like that positive, you know, self perpetuating storm. Uh, it's fun. It's good. It's good to know that you know I'm not alone in liking the game. Um, I I do see some of its pitfalls, some of its mm-hmm. flaws, but man, there's definitely don't even come close to outweighing what I'm getting from it you know as far as positivity goes so uh, and there's just this really cool culture around it right now we've got you know we've got people in, in the discord um, you know making music remixing soundtrack uh, making artwork it's just it's really cool to sort of be at the epicenter of of this and it's a really cool time so it's really
1: taken over I'm glad to say like the switch I mean mm-hmm. for, for me it's there's nothing else out right now that i'd rather play on it than than octopath i and i don't really see anything coming up i'm at least for me
0: yeah for uh, for me i've got banner saga three okay. yeah, uh, sure. outs yep. uh when this releases it would have come out yesterday so but that's big for me i played the first two games so i'm really excited about the third one um but other than that no there's there's nothing um uh, and I'm talking and, be, I'm I, talking and, beyond
1: our role-playing games. I'm talking beyond RPGs yeah. for the Switch. There's nothing out there that I'm looking for right now.
0: I think, I think it came out at a fantastic time mm-hmm. for the Switch specifically, but then also with other consoles as, as well. You, there are some bigger games coming later this year. But I don't think it's necessarily competing with a lot of those other games right. uh, like Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, uh, Red Dead. I think if you were into JRPGs, you, you were going to pick this up. I don't think that's going
1: to I don't think Red Dead was going to stop you from picking up no. Octopath Traveler. No. I mean, I'll, I'll so, be picking up uh, Red Dead and I'm for yeah. sure playing you know Octopath. And there are some other games that are coming out for the other console that I'll, I'll be getting. But for the Switch, it seems like everyone just steered clear. They kind of knew yeah. what was going on with it.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that there's a good spot because, like I said, it's going to give people to it's going to give people time to get up to that eighty to one hundred hour, you know, playthrough mm-hmm. before something big comes out. So I, I think it was good to come sort of early summer. Um There are other things, but just to me, not to this magnitude, it seems like it's it's catching fire. And, uh, and and I'm, I'm really glad. The other thing that I'm glad about, um, and, and I'm glad to see the success, I said this last week, and that is, as much as I am enjoying Octopath, what I'm hoping is that this is an investment in the concept. Right. This is the proof of concept for what we could get with a second Octopath game or handing this engine off and this this aesthetic off to another team that does another game in it another team you know, something within square
1: or outside sure sure
0: okay. yeah oh yeah yeah i mean i think i think it, it i think it stays within square um i you know but i, I just think give somebody else this playground and then go and make a, a new thing i would love to see like this be sort of a renaissance of new ideas mm-hmm new things because it's it's vintage but it's also new right. because i mean playing that there there are moments where i i forget that it is pixel art because so much around it isn't pixely you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like the backgrounds are just are like hand, it's like hand painted masterpieces the way that the water you know is rendered and reflects I think there's room to grow in this engine, and I think there's definitely room to grow as far as mechanics and and
1: structure is concerned. Now,
0: so I'm hoping even if you didn't love Octopath, we're investing in that concept that the next thing could right. be could be really now
1: cool. here's here's the issue though. Now it would be really awesome if if you know a second iteration or something else came out after this. You're gonna run into the same problem as Octopath did when they kind of themselves compared it to Final Fantasy Six. So people were kind of like, you know, is it really holding up to Final Fantasy VI? Now, for example, when you come out with Octopath 2 or whatever it's going to be, whatever it would be called, you know, is it as good as Octopath? So now you're going to end up with that sort of an issue. So, you know, who who knows what they'll do with it? I just, it's tough.
0: I I think, yes, yes, but... Uh, is that a horrible problem to have? Because I mean, you have like final fantasy six to seven is seven as good as six. Some people say yes. Some people say no, but seven still a good sure. game. Seven to eight. A lot of people like eight. A lot of people hate eight because it wasn't as good as seven, mm-hmm. but it's still a great problem to have. Then you go to nine, then you go to 10. So like, I would love for, for square Enix to get back to having that problem yeah. of, is this game as good as blank? Yes, no, maybe, but it's still a great game. Uh, I'm just I'm still I'm, I'm, just, I'm just hoping for a leap in ideas like because I mean I would love to see I would love to see the eight eight travelers thing but have them connected a little bit more intimately than they yeah. are I know that I you know I'm I'm echoing a lot of other people I don't want it to sound like I'm just jumping on somebody else's ideas but you can go back and listen yeah we, on this we podcast said that way before, I, I yeah. we said that before before it ever released that's what I'm concerned about before we ever had confirmation of what it was actually going to be. Are there going to be connections? turns out that there really weren't many. Um, and the ones that were there to me, aren't very meaningful. So I would love to see this concept built upon. And then, like I said, I would love to see this look and aesthetic, this engine with something else, because like, I'm not saying they look exactly like, but I mean, if you go back and look at square in like the nineties and you had, you know, you had final fantasy six and you had the mana series and you had the saga series, all those feel squarish, mm-hmm. you know, all those feel like square, but they weren't the same thing. They had different mechanics. They had different ways of telling stories. And I would love to see that where you've got this engine that's being passed around and maybe the sprites look slightly different. But it's all, it all feels similar. It feels like it's in the same family, but they have different ways of telling stories. They have different ways of gaining parties. They have a different emphasis on different things. I would love to see sort of the Yeah, I
1: definitely think there's, there's room for improvement for sure, and that next iteration could fix some of that stuff like an overarching story like you've mentioned way, way, way in the past um, but, you know even in this game there's some travel banter. You kind of, you know, get some banter within the party. Mm-hmm. I wish there was more of that. It feels almost it feels out of place to me in in the game, but I, but you know, I wish there was it was better integrated within the game. Um so yeah, there's there's always room for improvements for sure. But yeah, we don't want to make this the octopath episode again.
0: it's so easy it really is like this is exactly like what you're talking about playing you
1: know like you start talking about it and and it's and it's hard to stop right like you like i had mentioned it's it's taken over it's taken over our discord if you look at all of our channels it's quite possibly the busiest channel you know (laughs) um and just overall just looking at my twitter for example i'll see everyone. Is talking about the game. Even people that I don't really think play play these types of games, they're they're playing it. So it's it's just everywhere. Everyone seems to be playing, which is awesome. It's, I, I mean, it's not like it's going to be Fortnite or anything, but you know, for a JRPG, it's it's surprising. You know,
0: yeah. All right. Well. Let's move on. Yeah, let's 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 break from Octopath. That's tough. Uh let's move over to the uh, to the Pokémon. So, um <clears throat> I'm about to say a bunch of words <laughs> that I have no earthly clue what mean. So, bear with me. This is coming from nintendosoup.com and it is uh, talking about how Pokémon Let's Go is changing the way that gems work, okay? So, here we go. I'm going to read from it because I'm basically speaking another language right now. <laughs> the official Japanese Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee website has revealed new rules trainers have to adhere to before challenging a gym. Before you challenge the gym leader, you'll need to meet certain requirements that are related to a Pokemon's type, level, or other stats. For example, in Pewter City Gym, Brock will ask you to show him a water or grass type Pokemon before you're even allowed to battle him. To assist players, a new feature called Gym Guide will help trainers meet the requirements by providing tips and advice to fight against the gym and gym leader. Okay so please i don't even know how is this different What did you
1: just well what's different is there were no require requirements for a gym you could just go to so you could just bust in and be like you could fight his his cronies in there you can then head off to the gym leader with whatever pokemon pokemans you got i said pokemon i'm sorry whatever pokemon you got you go to the gym leader after you're fighting his guys and then you just got to deal with it okay I mean, I don't know. While we're fighting the gym leader, did he do something bad? Um, he, he's he didn't do anything bad. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> we okay. just they, are we the antagonists in the story? Feels, he's just living his
1: gym it life. Definitely, we are the antagonists, and this is an antagonistic story that we're dealing with. He's just he's like a bully. Ash is a bully. Okay, fine. I said it. He's a bully. <laughs>
0: oh, hey! I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Just to be clear. Just to be yep. clear.
1: That was professional
0: gaming journalist uh, Gio Pimenta. This is an official statement.
1: Ash is a bully. Um, Anyways, there were there were no requirements. Now, it has always had been recommended that you go in with the opposing element, whatever it is. You know, if you're fighting uh, electric type, you want to go in with a certain type to combat the gym leader. So that makes sense. Yeah. So it seems like what they're doing is it's kind of the new Nintendo thing, like they did it with. Mario Kart with assist assist mode. They did it with Odyssey uh-huh. with assist mode or whatever it was called. I'm sorry, in Mario Kart. It seems like they're they're kind of catering, I guess you could call it, to a younger crowd. Now, with Pokémon Go, cuz this is kind of a spin-off, I would say, a, sure, a, a, sure. more of a real direct spin-off of Pokémon Go for mobile. Now, not everyone has a mobile phone, so they're just trying to get some you know, they're doing integration and they're just trying to get the younger audience to be able to play. So what I feel is happening is kind of the assist mode in effect here. So they're really trying to, and it says there, they're they're guiding, they have their own gym guide now, which again was never a thing. So they're almost making it a lot more kid friendly. Where the um because this is kind of a again another spin off or remake or redesign of pokemon yellow pokemon yellow is a very was a very difficult game so again they're, i feel like they're just trying to make it easier for you know lower like more entry level and, and maybe there's an option to shut this shut these types of things off i don't know but that's what it feels like they're doing they're they're just kind of trying to help people out here
0: cool uh so for all of the uh pokemans uh fans out there if you guys would tweet at me or talk in discord let me know how you guys feel about this because i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know what these words mean no so. you said
1: you were getting into it though didn't you did Did you say you were oh yeah okay. yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm not like
0: i'm not saying that out of uh oh this is dumb no i'm just literally I'm, I'm just being real like i i don't know what any of that means yeah because i I have never had any any uh ex- really exposure okay. I, mean, I, I like I know what Pokemon is, I know you know Pikachu and Ash, but like I don't know what is a gym leader, what are gyms like I don't know that's what that's basically are. the know, entire
1: so, point of Pokemon. You go in you fight all these gym leaders to be the biggest bully in the world, okay, yeah. well, I mean, you know.
0: If, 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 if Gio is correct, all I got to do is play one of them and I'll play them all. So. I'm not
1: even joking. That's really... So... They've added like time to catch big,
0: them all. Gotta catch them all. That
1: just means that like you got to just catch yeah, one of them. Man, and I think with Pokemon X... I'm sorry, Pokemon Y, I I was determined to catch them all. A living living Pokedex. Meaning I have literally every single one of these Pokemon and i have quite a bit i dedicated a lot of time a lot more than i'd like to say on this podcast um
0: you're among friends yeah
1: it's it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours it's embarrassing actually so and and i was trying to do it legitimately i wasn't trying to cheat or anything like you know you go on youtube everyone's got some sort of method to try and catch them all but you know there are some that are really difficult to get where they're just kind of event type Pokemon where you have to say, for example, go to Toys R Us moment of silence. You got to go to Toys R Us or GameStop or wherever. And that's the only time you can ever get it. And if you miss that opportunity, you're done. You never get that Pokemon. So it it became really hard to try and get those Pokemon, but I got, I got quite a bit. I think I want to say I was about a hundred or so off of about 800. So I did pretty good. Um, considering, you know, I guess, uh, kind of a late entry Pokemon game. That's really when I started to try and collect them all was Pokemon Y. And that wasn't that long ago. But, um, anyways, yeah, that's my little Pokemon story for you. Look at you. Look at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so last piece of news, uh, is sad, uh, sad piece, but we did want to, um, To announce it, report it, Uh, according to Nintendosoup.com, famed illustrator uh, Hiroshi uh, Kajiyama um, of of games such as Golden Sun and Shining Force has passed away. It was announced uh, by his son on Twitter on uh, July 14th. So, um, you know, our our thoughts reach out to them, uh, his family. Uh, and all of his colleagues and people that have known him over the years. Um, those are those are some pretty big yeah. games, pretty big franchises, and uh, I know he he made quite the impact in the industry. So.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, uh, let us now move along and talk about what we've been playing. Do you want me to go first, Geo? Yeah, you can go first cuz I know it's not going to be too long. No,
1: uh essentially I was on vacation, so um I purposely did not bring my Switch. It was it was for me to just kind of get away from it all. Uh spent the whole time with the family. We went to New Hampshire, we went kayaking, fishing, all the all the family family stuff. It was a good time, but unfortunately I didn't play too much.
0: Now, is that like is that like the Skyrim AR game or something? Like I what, mean, the fishing <laughs> this whole outdoors. I don't I don't understand is that like were you leveling no, up? No, no, no. This is this is or? real life,
1: Phil. This is real life.
0: Were you like scanning trees for XP no, points nothing, or something? nothing,
1: nothing. No, this is I I was in the water. I was fishing with a, you know, a real fishing pole, you know, kayaking with a real Like in Final Fantasy 15? No, this, you're, you're you're not listening to me. All right. I feel like I'm I'm not you're not listening. This is real life. <laughs> you're looking at me weird okay and, okay and that's All another right. thing we, right. we we didn't mention it at the top of the uh, episode. We're now on YouTube, right so you can actually see our faces yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you
0: can so YouTube you can see me zoning out when geo talks
1: <laughs> Well you're actually not off uh, but what is it youtube.switchrpg.com? I believe that's what it is. Yes. Yes, that is so, right. Yes. Yes. So you can see Phil kind of space out and, and flake out there. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I did the whole family thing. It was it was I had a great time with, the you know, the wife and kids. And we had some uh, some other family members join us. So it was a good time. Uh, but unfortunately, great. I didn't play too much. Cool. Well, that means that I get to talk oh, now then, because I, I have
0: I. <laughs> go get your go get your uh honest sweet tea or whatever it was it's that you snapple. were drinking that one time okay. the snapple the snapple yeah sorry um all right ladies and gentlemen let's introduce this new segment to the switch rpg podcast it is going to be a little bit of podcast inception here because I'm introducing this whole brand new podcast called Oldest is Golden." Oldest is Golden, A retro gaming podcast. Welcome everybody. Welcome. My name is Phil Opinion. I'm your host today. Uh, and uh, what we're going to be talking about today is uh, a little bit of retro gaming. That's what we're going to do every, every episode here. And um, this week in that retro corner, we've got the granddaddy of them all. Dragon Quest 1. Uh, so for the next like two minutes, I'm just going to talk about Playing Dragon Quest One. Uh, I'm almost finished with it. Uh, I have sort of a love hate relationship with it. Now let me let me set it up for you. I am playing a copy that is technically um, it, it was never released. Uh, I do I have a, I have the Japanese import of the the SNES. Ooh, ooh. You almost did, it. You almost <laughs> the did S- it. The SNES version of uh, Dragon Quest 1 and 2. It was a compilation cart uh, that came out in Japan only. Um, it was released on the GBA in the U.S. several years after, but the they, they had to do things with the visuals to put it on the GBA, and I just didn't even want to go that route. So I got the copy of that and then did some things to it so that I could patch it with a uh, U.S. translation which is online, because the internet is amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm playing it that way. It is super hard. It is super hard. If you've ever heard anything about uh, DQ1, it's a grind fest. And um, it was originally released on the NES and was very grindy, very unbalanced. Uh, It was very, very difficult, very hard. But the SNES version... Uh, was using, I wanna say it was the DQ5 engine. Like they, they ported it over, they in- improved the visuals. Uh, it looks really, really, really good uh, on the SNES, and uh, they balanced the combat. It is still difficult without being overbearing. So I, won't, I wouldn't say like I'm getting face rolled in combat necessarily. The difficulty comes in and just some of the very archaic mechanics. Because while I'm really enjoying this game, I'm also really hating a lot of it. Like it is, it pushes back at every every sort of avenue that I really want to love it. But um, because there's there there things like uh, that, just is are just convoluted to us today. But there's only one save point in the whole game. Oh my god! You can talk to the king in the initial castle, and so then every time that you venture out you don't get a save point as you go out, so you've always got to come back. Now, uh, at, once you get to a certain level, you, you get a spell that returns you straight to the castle. Um, you can also buy items that return you to the castle, but then you have to actually physically walk back out into the world. Now, on one side, I'm, that, that is infuriating, frustrating. On the other, it does really, really, really make it feel dangerous. It makes the world feel really big because... You never want to get too 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 far. Um, now you can rest in ends, like uh, every other RPG after it did that. You can rest in ends to uh, to to replenish your health and mana, but you can't save. So um, it, it, I'm having a lot of fun, but it is very very grindy. It's hard to make money, and uh, I'm almost done with it. So there's uh, there's my little adventure into the past now. Uh, there's some there's some really cool things about it though. Like I, I, I kind of like the way where like each town sort of has its own little story. Um, there's very little main plot, so that's kind of what you're getting is sort of the look into sort of the lives of these citizens in these cities. And then uh, I have read that that same world is the one that's used for Dragon Quest Two, mm-hmm. and you actually play the ancestor that you played the descendants of your hero from dragon quest one, you play the descendants in dragon quest two. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. That's,
1: that's called dragon so. warrior though. Right. Is it that in the U S that was called dragon okay. warrior? Yeah. I, I do. I yeah. do have that then. Cause I was, I was like, do you have, do you have the NES, the NES? Yeah, cart? I do. I do. I actually, yeah. that one might be the uh, complete, um, copy I have not new but complete um, I, I didn't again the NES when I first got it I was way too young to be playing those games so I never I never played it I mean I played Final Fantasy the original Final Fantasy and it was just way over my head and I never went back um, but I, I, I would think going back now it would be not easier but a lot easier to understand do you know what I mean yeah yeah i'm playing with a guide which uh
0: say has saved my life because if i didn't like i wouldn't know just just how much to grind yeah. uh because like they give you the hey before you do this make sure you're this this specific right. level and um when i say that it's a grind fest i'm saying like you'll do like a little quest line and then it's like grind for an hour wow um you know, just straight, whether that is grinding levels or grinding for money. Because uh, it's like, you don't want to face this next boss without having this tier of armor. So um, it, it is very archaic. It, I I would not necessarily suggest it to everyone. But from a looking at the history of the genre, I think it's been really cool to go back and see, wow, okay, so this started
1: this trend yeah. and so so based on yeah. the guide you can anyway. kind of tell where you're at with the with the game right are you most of the way done halfway done
0: oh i uh i would say i'm more than three quarters of the way done i i just have to uh i have to go and get all of the final armor and then i believe i am ready to face like the final dungeon okay
1: and uh, how many hours are, are you in at it now so
0: eight to ten it's not it's not very okay. long you know it's just a uh, difficult ten and, and yeah, some of that for, yeah and some of that is is, is grinding, I mean, if you, if you grinding, think
1: yeah. about it i mean you're you're playing You. i'm guessing you're playing it on pc maybe or yeah okay. yeah so you're actually you're kind of able to save it there right
0: yes All right. Save, states. save states yeah okay
1: so if you think about it, way back when you'd have to sit for at least four, at least four hours, because that save spot is in basically about the halfway point of the game. So you'd have to, you'd have to have major gaming sessions going on. You know, a four-hour gaming session or another four, whatever it might be. You know, once you get to that first save spot, in on uh, the NES.
0: Well. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you get to that first safe spot initially, and then you'll, like, you, you find yourself always kind of coming back. You can always come okay, back every, I got you. you know, ever so okay, often. Okay,
1: I got you. So yeah. it's not just a one-time deal then? One- oh, okay. no, 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 no. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. You can always come back. Um, It's just, like, you never want to get too, too far and then kind of get stuck out there. Um, I actually have sort of a tragic story about that that I don't want to get into because <laughs> I... Literally just got so sad when it happened last night. I just went to bed. I was oh. like, my night is done. Like, uh, yeah. So, um, but it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. And um, yeah. Nice. So that's going to that's gonna wrap up. Your uh, oldest is gold. check back in at another week. Do you know what you're playing next? A little venture. Um, yes, actually. Do I you surprise
1: us with that. It's up to you. I will surprise you oh, with that. Actually, actually, I'm gonna surprise oh you. Oh boy, that. Secret of Mana. Yes. Uh, no. Could could be, but okay. no. All not. right, all right.
0: Um, <laughs> all right. So I I also did. Uh, I've been playing Octopath, but yeah, yeah. I'll be playing that for the rest yeah. of my life. So. Uh, all right. So let's uh let's look at the sales and releases for this week, and uh, the sales and releases. Are brought to you by Switch List, the iPhone and Android app designed to help keep your gaming life organized. Do you feel like the Switch eShop is a
1: mess? Geo, do you feel like that? It can be a mess, yeah. Very unorganized sometimes, yeah.
0: Do you find yourself sometimes needing to just find information for a certain game very, you know? Yeah, very yeah it's kind
1: of clunky to say, for yeah. example, search for a specific game. Um, yeah,
0: I would say so. So, what's cool is Switch List makes it a breeze to find exactly what you want in just a few finger swipes. You can search, sort, and scroll through only what you want to see. Switch List, organize the clutter in your eShop life. Geo on sale this week. We've got Fear Effect Sedna for $11.99. One more dungeon, $5.99, and Regalia. Of Men and Monarchs, the Royal Edition, for twenty one twenty five. So there you go. Very nice. Uh, games releasing this week, we've got uh, some of the stuff that released last week since we recorded, uh, which was on the 15th. So we actually have several games here. I think actually I announced most of those last week. Um so the game's releasing this week
1: would be Banner, Banner Saga 3. Yeah, and I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Not a good game, but that's okay. Oh,
0: oh no no right. no, um, just no.
1: JK everyone, relax. JK Uh all right, cool.
0: So let's uh, let's get into some listener questions.
1: We got some questions
0: this year. Uh G, you got those up in front
1: I do, of you? I do. Um question from Adam. So there's a uh, so here's your question for the week. If it's not too late, he kind of missed the boat on the last um, last mm-hmm. episode. So yeah. Uh, what RPG have you played had the most engaging first 60 minutes? Like you were hooked in immediately for the rest of the adventure. Um, so it's kind of a two-parter. That was one. And then two, your favorite RPG story. Um, for me, the first 60 minutes, The Witcher 3 really had me hooked. From say the the first the first monster you had to fight. I forget what it was called, but it was like this The Griffin. Was it a griffin? Yeah, it was just it was just big and terrifying. I didn't know what to expect and it just it just got me. Like hooked into the combat and like from then on it was just, you know, the, the hours and hours and hours, tens of hundreds of hours, whatever it was. But that was definitely um the, the the one that really hooked me in the first 60 minutes. Um, Favorite RPG story. I'll let you answer that uh, first one while I kind of think of this one.
0: Okay, so first 60 minutes uh, for a game. Uh, good Lord, I had this decided earlier. Oh, I said I was going to cheat. I said I was going to cheat. Um,
1: Breath of the Wild. Uh, why Wait, know, why, do, you consi- why do you consider cheating? Why? Tell me why. Because a lot
0: of people don't consider Zelda games as RPGs, and I'm not even saying anymore. I said I was convinced. <laughs> but I feel like Breath of the Wild does have a bit of an RPG style to it. Um, I, I I do. I think that. Uh, you so... can think
1: whatever you want. Whether it's wrong. <laughs> I said I'm cheating. I said I'm cheating. <laughs> it...
0: Uh, but the, the first 60 minutes of that game were, were, were phenomenal because like the cool thing about that is there, I mean, if you go back and, and play the beginning of that, there's basically no like intro cut mm-hmm. scene. So you're not wait. I'm not saying waste a lot, of, a lot of games, waste it. A lot of cool. There's a lot of cool intro cut mm-hmm. scenes, but like everything was very efficient. You're dropped in and you're playing within like 20 seconds. Right. And then the thing with Breath of the Wild is, like, everything you do playing is, like, interesting. So, the first 60 minutes of that game is very efficient. And by the, the first hour, you sort of have the building blocks of the next 300 hours, you know?
1: So, yeah, I do like yeah. that. Um, so, your favorite RPG story. Now, I'm not sure if he means, like, within the game or just kind of, like, a link between... Like a RPG, uh, I'm not sure where he was. Uh,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say like the RPG story,
1: okay. yeah. Like your favorite storyline. All right. Um, I I'm not gonna say Secret of Mana. I know you were thinking that, and and I know you're not gonna say, um, that that Dragon um game that you were always talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, Dark Souls. It, this one's this is a little bit tricky because the story is not narrated to you at all. It's actually very deeply hidden and in in there, in the lore of Dark Souls, you actually need to do a lot of digging in Dark Souls to figure out what is going on. For me, that was fun. That was exciting. And, and I did actually have to watch uh, some explanation videos in this, because you miss so much and some people just have a lot more time than i do to to catch everything but when you when you actually are able to connect all the dots in dark souls it is it is awesome and like the way these people think over there from software it's just it's just a phenomenal story to me and it's all it's done so well and so well thought like it's just very well thought out um from beginning to end from one dark souls game to the next, to the next, for me, it would have to be dark souls would have the best RPG story. And it's not so much in your face though. That's the only issue with, with it, you know,
0: I am also going to go sort of unconventional here uh, because I Yeah, because you were saying, like, oh, you're not going to say Secret of Mana. I don't want to feel like I'm saying Dragon Age every time, because Dragon Age Origins, I think, is my favorite <laughs> story. But I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say Final Fantasy VI, because that's a phenomenal story with the best characters in video game history. and just a phenomenal storytelling, both subtly and in your face. But anyway, I am officially going to go, for the purpose of this question, I'm going to go Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Um, is a story that going in I did not know I was going to love as much as I did. Um, there, there's a lot of discussion on which is better, is it a Black promise? one, is it a Black two? There are, um, there are pros and cons it's to both, both. Uh, but I will say like going into two, I had expectations for it. Going into one, I really did not know what to think, and it blew me away. Mm-hmm. The mixture of music and characters and um, and the actual the way that the story is told, I I, I really connected and liked Xenoblade Chronicles one storyline. Right. So that's what I'm gonna throw uh, throw into my hat that, there. That's
1: acceptable. It's acceptable. I'll accept it. Uh,
0: not an RPG. This is I believe I didn't put the name down in there, but anyway, I think this is Captain Volger. Uh, not an RPG, but what kind of DLC would you like to see for Mario Kart 8
1: Deluxe? Any specific characters or features
0: you would want?
1: This this can't be his question because typically he'll put a yall in there. Yeah, true. And true. I don't see a y'all in here. Uh but let me answer this question. With Nintendo with in their crossplay um fiasco or whatever they're trying to do with crossplay, I would like to see Halo possibly with Microsoft, get involved in here with the Warthog. You got Master Chief in there. Why not? You know?
0: <laughs> go go for it. Uh, I would love, uh, any day of the week, I would love to see some Final Fantasy crossover stuff. Uh, see like,
1: I don't know,
0: Chocobo cars. Would it
1: be like the um, it's the Regalia? Is that what it's called? In 50- oh,
0: yeah. See, you could have that. You could have the the Regalia. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then... Yeah, and there were there were cars in eight. There were cars in seven. Uh, you could have like Magitek armor cars. Uh, you could have uh, for your parachute or whatever the, your hang glider. You could have an airship mm-hmm. easily. Um, so yeah, Final Fantasy is right for that. Uh, I think you could sort of dip into the the Smash Brothers um, you know, array of characters yeah. and say, hey, let's let's bring them over and 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 cartify right. it now. You know, for this question, I I don't think I was aware that there was going to be more DLC for Mario Kart. 8 yeah, Deluxe. they just
1: came out with uh, Breath of the Wild with the link and the uh, motorbike.
0: You're so right. You're so right. Yeah, I didn't even think about yeah,
1: that. Yeah,
0: uh, Okay, yeah. Which I think was pretty cool. I thought that was that was pretty dark. Now, what I,
1: if they were to do a chocobo? It has to be in the style of like the old fashioned road road runner. I don't know if you remember the Wiley e. Coyote and the Road Runner. Like, it needs to be a real chocobo i don't want like a you know chocobo slap like a picture of a sl- uh, chocobo slapped on a car it needs to be the actual chocobo like you're sitting on a chocobo you're riding a chocobo
0: i i think it should have the mechanics of the of a motorcycle but yeah it's got like the animation right however they figure the,
1: the, i don't know what magic they do over there okay at nintendo but it needs to look and feel like a real chocobo okay there you All go i'm saying
0: which, I, you know, I had said that about the hang glider, but if it's a Chocobo, literally, it just opens That's its it. wings and glides. It's, all,
1: like, it's it. already done.
0: I'm giving it to you, Nintendo. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> all right, uh, so then we got, uh, with the success of Octopath Traveler on the Switch, how long do you think it will take Square Enix to start porting older games to the Switch?
1: Now... The success of the Switch has been happening already. The fact that the Square Enix hasn't taken advantage of that already makes me believe that maybe they won't do it. Kind of disappointing, you know. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how long a port of an older game from Square Enix would take to to get over here, but I would have felt like it would have already been here if they were going to do it. So...
0: Quit smashing my dreams. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, so for me, um, when do I think it will happen? I think it's got to start happening within the next year. Um, you mean just like so? Just
1: word of it, not released this year, because it's kind of cutting it kind of short. I'm
0: not saying this year. I'm not saying this year. I'm saying like by. I would say by holiday
1: next year. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, I want some. I want. I would love to have
1: something. Okay, so say um, for example, like how old are we talking? Are we talking like Final Fantasy, ten, or X?
0: So, so that is that is the great question. Is okay. So where where in the series would it happen? If I'm saying most realistically, because if we go by recent like history with Square and what their trends have been, I think you've got to look at like ten or twelve. As a prime target for mm-hmm. a port,, uh, you've got ten that is wildly is, is is loved by a lot of people. um, and it already runs on Vita. Yeah. Um, so that whole compilation, the ten, 10 yeah, two compilation like there that. that's
1: fits yeah.
0: yep um, twelve just sort of had its re-release last year. Uh, on, on PS4 and PC. I do have some concerns over if that would run, because um, I don't know, you know, since they did such a big uh, jump in visuals and things like that, because it was coming from it was the jump from PS2 to uh, to PS4. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, it so, was never on Because, uh, no. I thought it was. No, and that was the thing, because like 10 had sort of the steps. Yep. Uh, but no, I mean, 12 had not had a release since PS2, since his actual release. So, um, so that is, that's a big jump. And I just don't know, can you pull that back? Can you de-spec it to run on the way that the switch would need it to run? But I think that you look at those two as targets. Mm -hmm. Um, my pie in the sky would obviously be like, uh, four, five, six. Um, I love that era. Um, I I know a lot of people, you know, would 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 give a lot for like a seven, yeah, right, and nine. I, like uh, nine, I bet yeah. nine would nine would sell would sell. I, uh, a bajillion. <laughs> like
1: any of them, really, he could just release all of them, and they would just sell yeah. like instantly.
0: Yeah. Um. But I mean, it, I I don't want to be all Final Fantasy here. I mean, I think the mana stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going uh, to Makes a lot time. of sense. Um. Now, isn't there already in Japan going to be something to do with the Mana series? Because um, I know I know that we got like the the Secret of Mana remake, For, but they were but Japan was getting some other sort of remaster of some sorts. I I, I, don't, I don't know. you
1: you you could I don't be right. I details. just don't, I don't. remember.
0: But I mean, I think I think something with the Mana or the Mana series. I think Chrono Trigger makes a lot of sense. Um, my hesitation with all of these is that those types, for whatever reason, the pre-3D era for square, they're having a lot of trouble figuring out remasters and ports because they want to, they want to change things right. that don't really need to change because I think they're trying to make it more accessible. but, you know, that's not really what you need to be doing with those old no, games because I don't think you're necessarily. That's really all they yeah. need to
1: touch, in my opinion.
0: Because uh, uh, with something like with something like a Final Fantasy 6 you know, it's got the historic, the historically bad port to mobile, and that's like the only thing that we've got right now, as far as six on a modern con uh, on a modern device. Is like, I don't, you're not getting new fans into the series with this. Oh, look Final Fantasy VI. I, I just don't think you're getting new fans. So if you're not getting new fans with a modernized, let's change the UI, all this. Why are you just, why are you ruining it for the people that were going to buy right. it? Like you're, you're going to, people who's already played it are going to buy it. They just want what that experience was back then. They want to relive it now. So why update things that shouldn't be? Why ruin the sprites? Why ruin the look of the game? It was gorgeous before and now let's modernize it, you know, for this new audience and make it look like it was, you know, uh, a a bad attempt on RPG Maker
1: or something. Right. It definitely doesn't need to be that. Just fix glaring errors, if there was a real bad bug in there, fix the bugs and that's it. It doesn't people love Final Fantasy 6 the way it was. It doesn't need to be doesn't really need to be changed.
0: You don't have to change perfection. Well that's just that's well, just a let's, fact. Let's
1: not throw that word around. We don't I don't like to throw that word around lately. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean I know that, you know, that's kind of like the pinnacle, especially if if you if you mock that game in our Discord server, which I have <laughs> done. You know, you could be, you know, vilified for it. Vilified for
0: Firestream Stream has the power. He has the band stuff. I I know. I he loves Final he, Fantasy. He
1: he poked me with it before. I mean, I changed the name of uh of a Discord channel. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and um yeah, I felt I felt the wrath. No, I just Well, you call it Final Fantasy Three too. I, mean, <laughs> I did call it Final Fantasy Three. No, he he didn't do anything. Right. He was cool about it. I was I was just just joking around.
0: Uh all right, so we got favorite Switch indie game so far. Um was it oh yeah. I I totally messed up and didn't put the names in here. I can't remember if this was Ad Adam. I think this was Adam, maybe. Um, but he asks uh what what's the favorite uh Switch Indies so far? He says Hollow Knight, uh Celeste, uh Box and then he says that he we uh he hopes that switchrpg dot com will champion cosmic star heroin.
1: Um Now, my favorite Switch in the game is not an RPG. It is, uh, I guess, a Metroidvania, SteamWorld Dig 2. Very good game. I put in a lot of time in that game. Um, I love the mechanics, and I kind of like the Metroidvania uh, style. So uh, for me, it would have to be that. And then after that would be maybe Stardew Valley. I put in a little bit of time, a little bit of time in that. But I know that's been very successful as well. Uh, Stardew Valley, and that's definitely in the in the title.
0: Uh yeah. Well, I mean, and, and some of the titles that he listed aren't RPGs either. Yeah. So I think you're totally totally fine going out there. Uh, Banner Saga for me, uh, that, the Banner Saga series, love that. And then, um, Blossom Tales was a lot. Yeah. Fun
1: yeah. Now I really I I do really want to get into a Banner Saga. I want to play them all kind of in consecutively. Um, and I'm gonna have. I I will have that opportunity with the uh physical release and I was kind of hoping for tr- yeah for the, the, trilogy. the trilogy. Yeah. Now, one thing that bothers me and I reached out to them and I haven't gotten a definitive answer is if there was an alternate cover because, you know, at the top of that and it's they're not the only game to have it, but there's an additional download and there's that hideous thing at the top where <laughs> you know, it just says there's an additional download for this for this title and um I don't know <laughs> I don't want to sound like a, a snob about it, but that may affect my decision and whether or not I go physical. Honestly, I mean, I'm not going to get my markers and crayons out and, and color that in. I really, I really want an alternate cover, like kind of like the inside cover, where I can just flip it in. And I, I think that would be a great fan service, and, and not a lot of companies are doing that. You know, they got the plain Jane white, you know, in their inner jacket, and, and that kind of bothers me. Now, you don't need to go all out, like, I forget what company does it, where they go all out and they get you manuals and they get you posters and all mm-hmm. these little things that you that come with the game. You don't need to do that. But, I mean, dish out whatever it is and just put an inside art. And, you know, it, it goes a long way. It really does. And I really hope they do that. I really do.
0: Let me ask you this. Would it have been as bad if it had been on the
1: no no if it was on the back that's okay because there's a lot of kind of a lot of information it's mostly information um, but on the front it really just it's so ugly it really is yeah and you don't see that on any other games I'm thinking for other consoles maybe because it's not required because of the cart space you know the disc space it's it's all on the disc but there generally there's other additional downloads in in other games whether it be day one patches or whatever you see it, but there's not, this just doesn't have that hideous logo, whatever that is information thing on there. Oh, bothers me.
0: <laughs> uh, then we got a couple of questions from Facebook. Uh, first off, uh, any news on persona five to the switch that you may have heard about. And my answer to the, my quick answer to that is, no, no. Um, unfortunately, and my ear is to the ground with that because I I, I have said for months that, PS, or that uh, P4, P5, either of those to the Switch would sell units. It would sell, the game itself would sell really well. It would be just a home run. So I, I've got my eyes peeled for for news yep. on that and there's just really not um you know I, once this question popped up i did some searching um there was some stuff from last year uh the the sort of the most recent thing i could find of substance was in, from january where they were talking about uh there was a persona survey the outlets put out um that yeah that makes you believe that asking like what what kind of games do you want what consoles do you
1: play or whatever
0: yeah, so you know the list of choices for platform it did include Switch, uh, Nintendo Switch, and, uh, and 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 a host of others. Um, so who knows? I, I like I said, I think that it would be a home run. Uh, unfortunately, we don't really have any solid leads or or news. Yeah,
1: no no solid news now. I think the closest thing will come to this will be SMT five uh, Shimigami Tensei. Mm-hmm. That would be the closest thing now. Kind of on the same rails that you were on. If P four or P five, if they were to release some sort of ultimate edition with each one of those games, whether digitally or physically, that I I feel like it would outsell what the PlayStation Four would do. I really do. I think it would push push Switch units, no doubt. But I feel like it would outsell whatever PlayStation sales were. I really do. Because I
0: think I honestly think I honestly think because um, I mean we had sort of the. R- i'm trying to think which came first because with persona 4 you had persona 4 and then persona 4 golden um so was golden the first time it was in the u.s i i can't remember i can't remember really how it how it worked but golden came to the vita and people just i mean people Mm love it on the vita um And so that's why I think like in this situation, I think a lot of people would rebuy it. Even PS4 owners, if they have a switch, I think that they would rebuy it because it is that good of a game. And it is a game that would be that good in the form factor of the switch. So, yeah. Um, and then lastly, also from Facebook, we've got a question. What would you like to see next from Octopath developers? We sort of answered this earlier earlier. But give me a quick, quick take, uh, Gio. What would you like to see next from the Octopath team?
1: Um, like you said, we kind of mentioned this before. I do, I do want to see all the characters kind of mean something together. You know, it, you got all these characters. I, I want to see something kind of overarching thing. Now, if that's if 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 the question is meant for Octopath in general, or if it's, I'm not sure if it's meant for like, a, say, another project. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, what, what do you want to see? The developers were i would say like the their next project yeah.
1: honestly honestly uh more of the same i have i have no i don't have any issues with the game gameplay wise technically it's fine for me i just w- i i want of a, a bit of a, more of a story i mean i i'm okay with the eight different stories but i want i want one main story i i think they could do that because it their stories are kind of generic in a way, but I, I think they could I could do they could do a better job with that. But musically it's fine. Visually, it's beautiful. You know, I have I I have no other problems with the game, honestly.
0: Yeah, so what I would what I would like is something like what Gio say, I think we're we're in complete agreement. We've been we've been, like we said, hailing this ever since yeah. we really got information about the game. Um, but I think that you could easily have some sort of a th- once again, a th- sort of a throwback to vintage story uh, tropes. Have some sort of world-ending threat, uh, worldwide threat. You could still have these smaller stories because the thing is, I I like that they're all individual and that they all sort of have their own narrative. I like that, but if you could seed, like their 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 reasons for doing all these things, had some sort of anchor point mm-hmm. you know that's, that they're all sort of revolving around and so then um, instead of oh you go here 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 maybe you choose a character in the beginning you can still choose a character to play and that's like your main character but give that that person a reason to go to one of the other person uh, other characters give them a reason to go to one of the other characters towns yeah. uh, maybe you get to a point in the story where it's like uh A general comes to you and said, Okay, we need to either go to A, B, or C to defend. You know, we need to defend that town. Well, you know, some of your other party members are at A, B, or C. So you get to choose, Okay, I'm going there. So that's your reason for going there. And then the quest makes you meet one of the people there, you know? So um, I think something like that, but so that you've got that main story anchor and that all of their stories, like I said, you can still experience all of their stories, but the main meaning is you have some sort of anchor point, and there is a reason for your characters interacting and coming together. Um, so that that's sort of my thing, is an evolution. And
1: one other thing that they, they either need to fix in the next whatever else they do, or just get rid of our side quests. Now, in Octopath, side quests... They don't give you any direction really at all on what you need to do. Obviously, you kind of try and have to, you have to try and figure it out with what you've just been told or read. You know, you just kind of have to figure it out. But they almost seem meaningless to any story other than the person telling you or giving you the side quest. So again, either make it meaningful or just don't do it at all.
0: Um, and uh, for those who aren't aware, if you haven't seen already, um, our official staff review of Octopath Traveler is on the site now. Meatball um, sub played and reviewed the game, and um, he he does sort of give a rundown of all the main mechanics of the game, spoiler free, and uh, so you can go check that out at SwitchRPG.com. And he does touch on the side side quests a bit, and uh, he he was very positive mm-hmm. on, on the quests. So. Um, so you get sort of geo's perspective here, but if you would like sort of the other perspective of side quests, you can go read me Paul subs, um, his review and, uh, see sort of which, uh, sort of where they fall for you guys. Um, and then also real quick cosmic star heroine. Uh, f- there was a comment about, we-, we hope that we champion it. um, just so everyone knows, I don't know if it will be published when this goes live, but I have in fact read our official staff review of cosmic star heroin, uh, for the Nintendo switch. And I got to say that, uh, we will be really supporting that game. It's a really good game. It's a really good game. We're excited to see it on switch and we will be, uh, at, you know, pushing, pushing that Some inside information. It's, it's here. And it is a good, it is a good review too. Uh, <laughs> coming from someone who doesn't review a lot but he did a really really great job. Um all right. Geo you know what time it is? Um
1: right now it's it's 11. Well, oh, no. No, what time is it?
0: Well, it is. It oh, is. For
1: you it might be different, but side side it's quest turn. time. Oh my. Side oh, quest time. Time. Okay. oh my time.
0: Oh my goodness. Don't... It's been like
1: 5 episodes since we've had a side That's quest. That's like 35 years in dog years something i don't know you know what I don't and, know
0: what and I, sh- I should rephrase that it hasn't been five episodes since we had a side quest we have <laughs> in fact they're they're filling up our 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 quest yep. log there's just there's a backlog of them but uh we've had so much main quest for so many episodes but it's time to knock out a side sure. quest let's do it um all right so this week what we've got is oh i can bring back my side quest music it's been a while <laughs> um Uh, this week what we've got is what is your favorite or most memorable sort of physical piece of gaming whether that's a game an actual physical game or a console or maybe a collector's item
1: that you own or have owned in the past do you want to go first I can't yeah I can go first now I did mention this I want to say it was maybe three episodes ago um I, do, I think it was the last side. Yeah, it might have been. But I actually do own um, my original Super NES um, box. You know, I went there. It was Kmart. I remember uh, going there with my father, buying it. Um, it even has the UPC code taken out because you had to mail in uh, the code for proof, of, proof, of, uh, proof of purchase to get Mario All-Stars. So I had, had to get Mario All-Stars. Um, one thing... Um, my father has since passed, but I also I have his signature on the credit card receipt. Um, I have uh, all of it, all the information he had to fill out for uh, it was warranty information. Um, I wonder if it's still good. I don't I don't think so. But you know that <laughs> it's got the one eight hundred number. It's got all that all. But I have all the receipts um, for it. Uh, it's my my original Super NES is, is in there, and that has to be. My ultimate of, and you know, I'm looking at it right now, it has to be my ultimate of all my collection here. If I was to go outside of that, I do have. Um, it's it's not a um, not a game. It's it's really it's a chest, a, a toy chest, and it has. It's from uh, Super Mario 3. It has Super Mario 3 uh, graphics on it. It has uh, Legend of Zelda graphics on it. Uh, basically from uh i want to say the graphics are from the cartoon i don't know if you recall the cartoon but i'm a little
0: (laughs) older than you um i knew i know about it yeah (laughs) so it's
1: got the graphics of uh the legend of zelda um cartoon the mario brothers uh cartoons on there it's just something different like i said it's a little wooden toy chest probably about uh 18 inches cubed and um I think whenever someone new comes in here, you know, they're looking at all my junk, and that is typically one of the first things they'll notice. They'll like, oh, my God, that is, like... That is so cool. I've never seen this. And you know, for me, I have like I have like so many things in here. I'm like, how have you never like what about all this other stuff? But that's typically the one thing that people gravitate to. You know, I have my power glove, um, you know, in the box. I have a bunch of other stuff in the box, and, and that's usually one of the things they, they see is this is this little toy chest. And I'll I'll post a picture of it at some point. Um but that would that would I think that's probably my coolest thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's actually going to be
0: two consoles and it's going to be a one that I still have. And then one that I don't have anymore. Um, but my uh, one of my sort of favorite memories was actually uh, when the original Destiny came out and they released the the Destiny PS4. It was a glacier white PS4 with the, the white controller and it was boxed with the original Destiny. And that was the first console that I ever, I ever personally bought for myself. That was the first time that my brother and I each had a console. Because this was like the first console generation that there wasn't a lot of local multiplayer. And if you did multiplayer, it was, you know... You both had to have yeah, a console, yeah. so this was like the first generation. We both had to sort of go our own ways with that, and so my Glacier White PS4 was like the first piece of hardware that I bought for myself, and um, and so for that reason, it was really special. And like I did the whole pre order thing from GameStop, and I went at midnight. You know, it was actually like eight eight. 8 it was like eight PM uh, because they had like a Halo Land party and like the Destiny launch stuff. There's trivia. And uh, you know, hung out for several hours, um, waiting for midnight to get to get my PS4. So that was like the coolest thing. Um, it to this date is my favorite aesthetic for uh, for the consoles. Mm-hmm. I, I loved I loved that original look for the PS4, like the angular uh, architecture and that with the, just the sleek white. It was just beautiful and unfortunately because at the time i was a poor college teacher uh part-time and to make uh, to 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 make the bills meet that that month i i had to sell it so i no longer have my pretty glacier ps did you save the box um no no i actually i mean i did save it and then i shipped it in the box so whoever got it got a Glacier white PS4 in really good condition. I did play it a lot, but like I didn't, I never like moved it. Um, so it was really good condition. And then I shipped it in the original box. So that's ah, the one that got away. And now I know like who knows how expensive they are now. Um, because you know, that was such a, like a limited Mm -hmm. run, you know? Um, so, so that, that meant a lot and I don't have it anymore. And that's like one of my big regrets. Um, but, uh, something that I still do have, and that means a lot to me is my original PS2. I still, I have, uh, I have two PS2s. Um, I have one that I, I bought more recently because the, uh, the first one that we ever had, uh, we got in 2004, 2003 or four. And I got it for my birthday. It was a huge, huge, huge surprise. Um, I had no idea I was getting one. And my brother and I, our, our birthdays are, like, two weeks apart. Uh, we're, there's two years between us, but um, our, our birthdays fall two weeks mm-hmm. apart. So we shared a lot of birthdays growing up um, and birthday gifts. You know, we would kind of, like, cheat a little bit and be like, okay, well, if we combine, yeah. you know, our, our birthdays, then we could, like, get something <laughs> bigger. So – but this was something, like – our, our parents ignored all of our suggestions and it was the best. It was the best way to be ignored possible because uh, they surprised us with um, this, this PS2, and uh, I got it with uh, Madden 2004, I think, and uh, one of the MLB games at the Michael time. Michael Vick cover, right? Uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Vick cover. Yeah, and then uh, one of the, the the major league baseball games. Um, I think 989 Sports back in yep. the day. So, uh, so that was really cool. That was, that was, I went from N64 to that, to that PS2. And, uh, that thing was a workhorse for many, many, many years. And I, I still have it on my, on my desk out That's there. Awesome. That, that system was um, and I'll, I'll just, yeah. Yeah. And I'll just always sort of carry that with me. Like, we we took that thing apart so many times to clean it out to make it last as long as possible. It had gotten to the point where it like stopped reading discs half the time, um, you know. But I'm still gonna I'm just gonna carry it. it. Could be an empty shell, but like that was the thing that we got, you know, now 15 years yeah. ago. Um, and it's and gonna be so so
1: my PS2 and my PS4 are like my 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 two sort of That's go-tos awesome. for yeah. Take it take it from me do not get rid of that thing ever. And I know you're saying yeah. that now, but just yeah, definitely don't don't get rid of it. Ever. Ever. Or <laughs> Gio's going to come and haunt. <laughs> me. No, because I have I've had so many things that I've, you know, I've traded in or or, or whatever and you know, just totally totally regret it. You know, yeah. you end up oh, you yeah. end up in 10 years when you're old as I am or whatever, I, whatever. <laughs>
0: Remember that time
1: <laughs> when I had a glacier-wide PS4? You'll, you'll, be regret, you'll be wanting to buy it back again. And you're just, oh, yeah. I want to track down that person I sold. You see told. what I mean? So you just, you're like, just look, man. You're spending too much money. So be smart. Hang on to that Go PS4. Go look at that eBay email. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, cool. All right, so uh, that wraps up our side quest. Um, and that actually wraps up our episode, episode 16. Uh, we do want to give a shout-out um, because... At the end of this episode, we've got brand new outro Mm -hmm. music. Uh, Our lovely uh, Super Mario RPG intro music is still there. You still heard it at the beginning. We love it. Uh, But then we also kind of want to introduce some new voices to the show, to the community. And uh, we have a new community member who goes by the name of Sarah, who has graciously allowed us to use um, their battle music remix for octopath traveler it's very appropriate since octopaths on the brain right now it's uh, you know in in everybody's minds and this uh this remix of the battle music is amazing so it's going to be our outro music and uh you guys should listen all the way through because it is legit it's really good um and and all their music has been really good too They're doing a whole album of octopath remixes So uh, listen up for that in just a few minutes. And that's actually going to wrap up uh, episode 16 of the Switch RPG podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and for supporting. And for everyone who sent in their questions, we appreciate it. Remember, you can keep those things coming by emailing. Podcast at SwitchRPG.com or posting in that podcast thread on Discord at Discord.SwitchRPG.com. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every Wednesday morning as far as U.S. goes. I say that and then I feel bad because uh, (laughs) our European listeners, it's going to be different. And uh, we appreciate those because we've got a lot. We've got a a big uh, European audience. So you guys rock. Um, Anyway, you can listen to this podcast each and every week. There whenever it comes out, there you go. There you go. Or, uh, or you can listen. You can listen at our website, switch rpg.com or you can listen on your favorite podcasting app. We want to remind you: if you do listen on an app, leaving a rating and review is one of the best ways that you can support us for absolutely free. If you really enjoy, consider giving us five. If you really enjoy what you're listening to, consider giving us five stars. That would be amazing. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on the show. If you like what you're here, remember you can head over to patreon.com slash and support us monetarily if you've got a few dollars to spare each month. But if not, do not worry because you just – being a part of our community, lending your eyes, your ears, your voices is good enough for us. It's what we love. Remember, speaking of eyes, you can watch us on youtube.com slash – or youtube.switchrpg.com. Bingo. There we go. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Um, and finally, remember you can head over to switchrpg.com for all of your Nintendo Switch needs for RPGs. Until next episode, I'm gonna go finish Dragon Quest One and not cry doing
1: it. Oh, don't don't cry. We need we need an unemotional film next year, next week. You next year? No, not next year. I'm sorry, that was a slip of the tongue. There, my apologize. All right. Goodbye. See ya.